Okay, uh, Dr. Young, can you continue? Yes, and so with this particular critical incident that I responded to, there was a, a third grade student who committed suicide and the company you know, that I worked with at the time reached out to me and they asked, can you go out to this school? Uh, we need a therapist on site to talk to this third grade class. Oh and I recall going out to the classroom and all the students, most of them were crying because this, you know, this young kid was very, very popular um, in the class. And the teachers, there were several teachers there to provide that additional support because, you know, kids, they need that. They need that supportive encouragement, especially when you have a loss that impacts um, so many in this way, like this, this young students lost it. And so I remember, you know, just talking with them, asking them questions, you know, what is it like, do you all know what it means to um, grieve? Like what mm. is, and just explaining what grief is in a way that could be understood by third graders. And I remember just kind of opening up the floor in a sense, like letting them know, encouraging them to share how they're feeling, letting them know that it's okay to have these feelings that sometimes you don't understand. But that's why, you know, you have adults here. We're going to talk about it. You have your parents, you have your your teachers that you can talk about these, these emotions with. And that question, question just opened up the door to so much um, that I wasn't quite expecting in that moment. I had several young young people, like one young girl in particular, she came up to me and she was just sobbing. And I remember just, you know, like patting her back and giving her a hug. And she said, my grandmother died. Aww. Several years ago, she lost her grandmother and she still really missed her. Now, this, you know, it was unrelated to the loss of this young student, but just that one question, like giving them permission to feel, to talk about loss opened up this, this floodgate of sorts. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine, you know, she was packing, like this was an experience that was in her very young suitcase that she mm -hmm. hadn't fully addressed. And so this, this recent loss kind of opened the door to that experience. And this is something as adults, you know, we we experience quite often. Like we we have these, you know, major traumatic events for some to occur. And then we have life, you know, over here that we feel like we can't pause or stop, like we have to keep going. So we tuck it away or we're told to be strong and right. then we tuck it away. And so we suppress these things. And when we experience similar events or occurrences in our life, it's like the floodgates open and much the same way it did for this very, you know, this young person. And so that is why like this just, you know, really just explains or, you know, conveys the importance of talking, um, talking to young people, um, to children and letting them know that it's, that it's okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wow. I am even struggling to wrap my head around what eight, uh, eight year old, nine year old taking their own life. Wow. So that's a lot for younger kids to even, wow, that that's a lot. Yeah. That that's wow. You wouldn't even, I would have never ever guessed that children that young were taking their lives. And that's sad because you, for me as a mom, you think what could be going on? That's so bad that they felt that the only way out was through death. Yeah. And that's that what makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah, right there. What what you just experienced after hearing this story, just that, you know, shock of how did this happen? That is often the state that a lot of adults are in. Like that's the state that a lot of the teachers were in, which made it difficult for them at the time to be as present with these children to help them in their emotional pain because they were kind of coping through their own and trying to wrap, you know, trying to wrap their minds around it. And so I can see that too, like as, you know, as a barrier there um, between these very important conversations that we need to have um, about grief and loss yeah that's wow that's that's like so much to process yeah that's that's a lot um and thank you for sharing that um I think it's important for my audience to hear things like that because you know you look at kids you know and people I think uh can be very dismissive of children oh they don't have feelings they're not really going through that that's they actually really are going through these things in their life. Um, and it's very important for them to, and for us to know that they have feelings and their feelings are valid yes. and to communicate effectively and let them know that it's okay to share or like, you know, you know, parents, they do the best, like your mom for to say, you have to be strong not even to be bad she didn't know that she was harmed just like be strong you can't like show this you know um it was a cycle yeah because that's what they were told you're not allowed to you know you you're not supposed to share your feelings you know you're supposed to be very stoic like just like very stoic like keep it all in and it's 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 not okay because by suppressing all these feelings I personally believe that so many other things will be disrupted in your life because you have been forced to keep it all and you just keep swallowing it and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it down and yeah. never releasing it. Very true. And yeah. like you said, like as as parents, as you know, adults or caregivers to to young people, there's almost, you know an obligation there, a responsibility really to address your grief, to learn how to deal with your emotions because you are teaching them. Like we're teaching even when we're not teaching. Yeah. Like you realize it. 
and that so we're imprinting our right we're, we've already we're imprinting on them and you're not even aware of it by yeah. just your actions and that's like and that's it's a it's a learned behavior correct yes so you, well, self-care. you model after what you have you've, you've seen or what you've been taught exactly so getting that help addressing your own grief learning how to manage your emotions and working through loss that is you know a an ethical responsibility that we have um, to our children, um, to each other, really. Like we want to, you know, get the self-care necessary, which includes, you know, mental health treatment, um, among other things, in order to help and right. to, you know, be effective. You're never too young. So you don't, you know, if, if a child is going through it or suffered some type of, you know, trauma, grief or loss, you know, as a professional, do you recommend? Um, because maybe they just say, I'm okay, just moving through life, but are they really okay? For the children? Yes, or- for the children. And I, and I mean, it's hard to determine, again, it's a relative experience, like if they're okay or if they're not okay, which is why I always encourage, like if I'm, working with a young person and the issue or challenge is how they're coping with a loss. Like if they're grieving, I want the entire family system to be involved because that child needs that support. Like we, you know, as adults, we need that support of people in our lives to help us, you know, in our everyday and working through what we may be encountering as we're we're trying to process and deal with everything. And so it is a you know systems approach that I take in dealing with grief and young people. Like it's it's not just that child's challenge or struggle to bear. It's the entire families. Wow, that's so interesting. I never even looked at it like that. It's true because if they don't feel that they can express themselves to a family member or they're just going to say, Hey, you know, toughen up buttercup or whatever, get over it. That's when that wall goes up and they've learned at an early age that you don't deal with it. You know, you just push it down and push it down. Yeah. Sometimes parents don't know. Right. Oh yeah. They're sending verbally and non-verbally and so you know it is important to have everyone there so we can all get on the same page and say hey you know when you said to be strong this is what I felt and Mm -hmm. this is what I did but really I I I didn't feel so strong I felt very broken Mm -hmm. I felt in pieces I felt like I didn't know you know what to do next except be numb and oh, so yeah. parents need to know, okay, this is what, this is the message I'm sending um, with that one word, you know, two words, <laughs> be strong. Yeah. yeah. So oh. true. So true. I, I agree with you 1000% because I can reflect back on my upbringing. However, I was never like taught, like, don't, you know, share. I just, 
I've always been one that is very like, oh, if I feel a certain way, I'm I'm going to like deal with those emotions. But I have never been one to wear my heart on my sleeve. And when I say that, I mean, if you are a friend of mine, close friend, sister, brother, you probably wouldn't know it because I do such a great job at compartmentalizing it. I will say the one person that I will say that can usually see through it and know um, has been um, my mom, you know? So just really interesting, you know, how we have learned to uh, navigate, you know, yeah. you know, so, you know, trauma in our life. So um, in closing, thank you so much. I just want, um, I'm going to let you go because Dr. Young has taken time out of her day um, and away from set aside this time, blocked off time to uh, speak with me. And I am so appreciative of that. So in closing, what do you recommend um, to someone who is truly, really struggling, you know, with grieving the loss of whether it's, you know, a marriage, a relationship, a death, whatever it may be, caring for a terminally ill patient? Um, I mean, a patient, I'm sorry, a family member. How, what would you recommend? Well, if you are struggling with grief and loss, I highly encourage reaching out to a mental health professional for help. Psychologytoday.com is a great resource um, for locating a mental health provider. Also, if you have health insurance, you can contact your insurance provider and request a list of behavioral health providers that specialize in grief and loss. And usually they're, you know, they're more than more than willing to provide that information to you. There are other res resources out there, like, you know, the hospice, your local hospice association. You can always reach out to them and they can provide you with, you know, resources, especially, you know, if you're you know, caring for an elderly family member that's either receiving palliative or, you know, hospice care, that that option is there. There are tons of support groups. Um, you have the Compassionate Friends um, that provide support after the death of a child. There's oh, the AARP, wow. Grief and Loss Resource Resources. They support, they can provide support after the death of, you know, a senior. We have the National Widowers, Widowers Organization, um, and that is a group for men um, that are dealing with um, a loss. You have the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, they provide support for suicide survivors, you know, family members of those who have, you know, committed suicide. Um, and then you have whatsyourgrief.org. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Which is a support group for adults grieving a loss. And then TAPS. You know, the support for grieving military survivors and families. You know, I work a lot with people in the military, and I know that's been an amazing, amazing resource. And, you know, again, like grief, it impacts the mind, body, and spirit. And in terms of your body, you know, making sure you're, you know, continuing to, you know, get adequate exercise, maybe connect with a personal trainer, um, see a nutritionist you know, talk to your primary care physician, let them know, you know, what you're going through. And maybe there are ways that they can even like help um, if your sleep is being disrupted. Um, and then spiritually, 
Like there are so many spiritual resources. Spiritual coping is probably one of the most effective forms of coping um, out there when addressing grief and loss. At least in my experience, um, I found spiritual coping to be very effective. That's, you know, if you're connected with a religious organization, you know, talk to your pastor, um, talk to the church leaders, let them know what you're you're going through, you know, work on strengthening your faith. Um, and in terms of, you know, spirituality, whatever that may look like for you, mm-hmm. whatever spiritual practices that you, you've already, you know, kind of practiced in other areas of your life, this may be an important space to, you know, kind of, you know, use some of those, those teachings. Um, there are also a lot of books, you know, bibliotherapy is a really, you know, effective form of coping. Um, I believe you're reading a book right now, which, you know, I would also recommend as a resource for, for people that are dealing with grief. Yeah. Which for grief, uh, really good. So thank you so, so much. Everything that Dr. Young mentioned, all the resources I will have readily available on the, uh, at the end of this podcast, so you can click on it, go to the resource, speak to someone if you're struggling, just know that there is help out there and you are not alone. Um, start unpacking that and, you know, finding your way to a happier you or a better you, whatever that looks like. Again, thank you again, Dr. Monica Young, for joining this podcast. And if anyone would like to personally get in touch with you, email, have questions, um, how can they reach you? Well, they can always reach me through my website, um, which is drmonicayoung.com, or they can send me a message, you know, via email and you can provide um, that email address and I will definitely try to make some time to respond. Um, but I want to encourage utilizing these resources and connecting with, you know, a therapist if it's something you're personally going through, because this would be one of the best um, first steps to take. Oh, thank you so much. This was awesome. I hope that everyone enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed hosting along with my co-host, Dr. Young. Again, I cannot thank you enough for really, truly taking the time out of your busy, busy day to spend some time with me and help me unpack and deal with my losses and my grief and bring a better understanding to grief and loss and knowing it's okay. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I will the resources as well as the emails to help everyone out. Thank you so much. And until next week, we'll see you soon. Let's talk about it with your host, Felita. Bye. Bye.